0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Mark Trader podcast where our aim is to connect our global family of sovereign grace churches with our executive director. Uh, Mark, as anybody watching can see, I am reporting once again from a clandestine location as this you, you move me around the country <laughs>
1: I'm glad you're safe in your... <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you're safe in your witness protection program. yeah <laughs> you've you've uh, you've not been home for a couple of weeks, right? I, well, not much.
0: So, but now yeah. we're heading home today. So,
1: yeah, but so you are back.
0: Right? I'm, people, in po- I'm in the Poconos. People want to know. I'm in the, okay, poconos, the mountains. poconos. Yeah, right. someone graciously let us use their home for three days. So, but you are back. Uh, I am. Amazingly, you are actually in country. Um, I am. From your recent travels. Uh, and as guys that are gals that follow along on this podcast know, you're often giving updates about all manner of wonderful things that are developing globally um, as we grow in partnerships with many different parts of the world, which may beg the question, uh, is there anything going on in the States? Yeah, that's a, that's a fair question, Ben. I could see why a, a
1: sovereign grace pastor here in the United States, or maybe even a member of one of our churches would think, Hey, we're, we're grateful for everything that's happening globally, but uh, do we care about what's happening in the States anymore is are we too focused globally and do we, do we we are we giving enough attention to our mission here in the States? And I think those are fair questions uh, to be asked and that I just want to devote this podcast to, to speak into. Uh, first of all, we believe, let me say very clearly, we believe that our mission here in the States and the health of our churches here in the United States is vital to our mission overall and vital to what we're doing outside of the United States. In fact, I, I think um, our, our ability to participate in mission outside of the United States really does hinge on the health of our churches and the, the mission of our churches here in the United States. Uh, to say it another way, as the United States goes, is the way that we're going to be able to go globally for a number of different reasons. And so I just want guys to hear Uh, clearly that our mission here in the States is is vital to us. I also think that we got to be careful not to separate those two things, uh, sort of what we're doing outside the States and inside the States, because I think God has worked in such a way that those work synergistically together. Uh, First of all, not just functionally, but but also in just heart, heart mission. Um, It it gives us a chance to see uh, the great commission lived out that we are to go to all the nations and and disciple men and women um, and baptize right. them in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And so uh, where, wherever we're living in the States or wherever we're living throughout the world, we're actually doing that together as a family of churches. So what we do in the States does strengthen what we do outside the States. But I also think what we're doing outside the States can inspire and, and strengthen what we're doing in the States as well and provide, uh, pastors and members of our churches opportunities to travel outside the states and to serve. So uh, it's it's just a synergistic uh, yeah. mission that we have because because God saves people from all nations, uh, every tribe, tongue, and nation uh, are those that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So th- that's that's important, but it's also important in function as as I mentioned just a moment ago because because we got our start here as a family of churches in the States and have had more ministry experience here in the States, we have resources that can be used to serve our brothers. And I'm not thinking money, first off. I'm thinking more theological training, for example. I'm thinking about the model of church that's being built here and how do you replicate that in other nations given cultural considerations. And I just think most of our guys are just, or all of our guys actually are very eager to participate in that way. Uh, and of course, there is there is financial support, but um, there, there's also just the heart of of a Sovereign Grace pastor who wants to build locally and keep his eye on and serve extra locally as well. That I think strengthens us in Sovereign Grace. So that that's a little bit of just how we're thinking about it. We, we actually had a recent leadership team discussion about. Uh, our growth here in the United States, it is a bit slower than outside the United States. And why is that? And what can we do about it? And we had a very fruitful conversation that maybe I'll devote another podcast to. Um, but I just want guys in the States to know what we're doing in the States is very important. And um, I, I think it's it's vital to what we're doing outside the States. And yeah. um, we, we're thinking about and praying about our mission here and want to make sure that we don't drop the ball here, that we continue to. Uh, move the, the gospel forward, advance it together uh, within the borders of the United States.
0: That's excellent, uh, and it is helpful to be reminded that we are not, um, as we changed our language a number of years ago, we're not just a, a North American uh, denomination with global partners, but we are an interconnected family of churches across the globe, uh, which is wonderful to see, but there is, uh, there are many things happening, actually, in the States, uh, through the efforts of faithful local pastors and and, and others in sovereign grace, uh, you have several examples of that. You have some illustrations of uh, mission that's advancing in the states. Tell us about that. Yeah, as I, as I mentioned a moment ago, we want to make
1: sure we we continue to to strengthen and maintain the health of our churches here in the states, and to advance our mission in the states. So the these illustrations I'm going to give, or examples I'm going to give, are really related to church planting. And some recent developments that maybe guys aren't aware of, which is one of the the frustrations I can feel at times is making sure I communicate all of this information effectively. So hopefully this podcast helps inform guys. But uh, uh, people that have watched this podcast or read the transcript know that your church, Living Hope Church in Middletown, Pennsylvania, is about uh, in just a couple of months to send out 100 people or more to plant a church uh, on the on the west side. Of, of harrisburg so we're excited about that jeremy hetrick's leading that church plant and then perry wong i uh, talked about this in a previous podcast is planting a chinese-speaking mandarin speaking church in charleston south carolina being sent from risen hope church led by mike siever to plant in charleston uh, we're excited uh, about that uh, some recent developments that really came out of the church planting national assessment that the church planning group does and that's led by greg durenberger Uh, A couple of just stories from that. First of all, there was a a family, uh, a couple, uh, along with their children, that lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and really want to see a Sovereign Grace Church planted in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They went through assessment. The recommendation is that they become a part of a Sovereign Grace Church for a period of time. So they've made the sacrificial decision to move to Austin to be with uh, Redemption Hill Church for a period of time with the hopes of returning back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area and planting a Sovereign Grace Church there. Uh, Also out of that assessment, there is a uh, a Spanish-speaking brother who wants to plant a Spanish-speaking church uh, in the Houston area, planted from the church in Pearland, Texas, led by Daryl Scheel. The the recommendation was that uh, he needs to go to the pastor's college and then come back and do an internship and then plant a church. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's slated mm-hmm. to attend the Pastors College in the fall with the hope of planting a Spanish-speaking Sovereign Grace Church on the south side of Houston there sometime in the next couple of years. Um, also, we just had a, a PC graduate, a guy that's in your region currently, Ben. Uh, Adam from Winona Lake, Indiana, from Christ's Covenant Church. He graduated from the PC. He's back doing, a, I believe, a two-year residency and he wants to plant a church, uh, last I heard, in Manchester, Indiana. Uh, so that's very, very exciting. And we've mentioned before, Gabe McGill is is doing a, just really a startup gathering of people, group of people for Bible study in Warren, Pennsylvania, with the hopes of planting a Sovereign Grace Church in that city as well. I also know that uh, Cornerstone Church in Knoxville, Tennessee wants to plant a church in the next year or two. They are They are a church that Thinks about church planting and have planted two other churches, so this would be their third. And we just had a recent uh, conversation at Covenant Fellowship uh, as a as a pastoral team about our next church plant. Hopefully, two or three years away after just sending a church plant out last year. Uh, Nick Kidwell planted Valley Creek Church, so those are just some of the some of the plants I'm aware of. And I think it's very exciting, and hopefully, it encourages guys uh, in a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, that if you haven't planted a church, consider becoming a part of the Antioch Project. Yeah. Because you went through that. We've got guys going through that second uh, a second year of the Antioch Project. Uh, their desire is to plant a church and just wanting to get help as to how to do that. So that's the first thing. Pray about church planting as you have done and modeled so well, Ben. Consider being part of the Antioch Project. And then secondly, I hope these stories and illustrations really do represent just Our heart for our mission overall, and our heart for our mission here in the states, because again, I think our the health of our churches and the health of our mission in the United States very much is connected to and dependent upon what we're able to do globally. So um, I hope those stories encourage you. And yes, just one other thought: the reason that we do all of this is not to grow Sovereign Grace. I know I say this, and I'm going to say it again and again. We do this to reach people who don't know Christ as their Savior, who are at this point headed to hell yeah. like we were at one point. And mm-hmm. we want to participate in God's rescue of them, that he would rescue them from wrath through the preaching of the gospel. And they would be born again through the work of the Spirit, placing their saving faith in Christ and repenting of their sins and following him for the rest of their lives. Discipled in some local church and maybe some of those sovereign grace churches. That's why we plant local churches. And that's why we care about mission.
0: Amen. What an encouraging update. And it is wonderful to hear about how God is advancing his kingdom through our our efforts as a a little family of churches. Um, Yet we get to participate in what God's doing in the States as well as globally. Uh, And it's also wonderful to hear about how the, the global nature of our partnership is even mingled in with how we're planting in the states, Mandarin-speaking church, Spanish-speaking church. So all of that is uh, is very encouraging. Thank you, Mark, for the update. Thank you all for watching uh, or reading. And we'll see you here next week, Lord willing. Bye for now. Thank you for watching. If you have questions or comments, Mark would love to hear from you. For more videos like this, hit subscribe on YouTube or by email at markkprater.com.